Hello, this is Darlene Anderson. I'm back with another fragment of, you know, what I thought was important as, you know, parents and as American citizens, as people who live within America, because the more I talk about education, the more I do presentations and videos on my YouTube channel. I do presentations of public information. I mean, that's information that's already out there, and I just allow the computer to read it so that people can see that I'm not making stuff up. But I didn't realize that there were states that chose different frame of mind in presenting or give, creating opportunity. I mean, they they create different opportunities for different people at towards public education. But there's only one philosophy or one concept around public education. That's how come they have special education. And don't uh, allow yourself to believe that special education is something that's so negative, something that, oh, oh, the yellow bus, oh, oh, really? Special education is the creme de la creme, shall I say. Special education gives parents the authority and the knowledge to provide additional support for their children so their children can have equal access, so to speak to the same level of resources as a non-disabled child. Now, you got to kind of wrap your brain around that and what that would look like. Because, see, every parent needs to understand what the federal government does for children who qualify for special education. Because they have just rights. And it just works. And it gives a parent to have power and control over public services. And, I mean, you know, if your child is disabled and truly only has a minimal opportunity to benefit from the public service, then guess what? They create an opportunity in which that child can benefit to the best of its ability. And that's what life's about. I want to tell you, I mean, I just really, really just try to understand how other people think. But, you know, I've been engaged in the oversight where people are responsible, not, but I'm not the person who is providing the support. I'm providing the input and influence. And as an American citizen, I can't tell you how much power you have in participating in your child's education because it's limitless. Did I say it was limitless? I thought that's what I said, limitless. As you have a right to have a full educational evaluation done for your child to understand exactly how your child learns and how to best support your child in the public education system. And if the service that your child needs happens to cost whatever, well, guess what? Who has to pay for that? The state. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's why we pay our tax dollars. And that's how the taxation system actually works. Because we live under a compulsory system of education. That means that we all pay taxes. And when those tax dollars come back to your local community, well, you know, local people, you elect people to represent you so that those services can benefit you. But I'll say, if your voices, if you're staying home during the election time and you're not, you're not standing up for yourself, you ain't speaking out. You just going to keep on paying them taxes and you ain't going to say nothing about how services are happening for the people who look like you. Well, what can I say? That's a part of that bamboozlement too. You know, we've just been um, dumbified 
as Americans, as I can say that, you know, the power you have comes from within you and within your community and for people who look like you, for people who are showing up. But for people who don't show up, well, you know, they always need a lot more money to help you because somehow you can't help yourself. And that's the road we've been on for so long. And it's time for us to get off of that road. All children can learn. All children can learn something. But if they're in a public school system, the public school system has an obligation to demonstrate a certain level of a maintenance of effort. And, you know, it's not about one person asking. And it's not about the whole community acknowledging that children are not doing well. Because, you know, we all have choice. Choice is relevant. And you can see how choice is impacting so many right now. And how it has impacted so many in the past. And how people don't understand the power in special education and under IDEA. Because under IDEA, the federal government is the one who aligns states with monies so that states can have competitiveness between the states, you know, kind of like you understand what I'm saying? States rights. And, you know, there are red states and blue states. And now there are even purple states. But who cares? If you're not participating in the language of the conversation, then are you even being relevant? What is your relevance? I mean, people don't even understand what it's all really about. But we have a public education system that helps to support and sustain states. And as the children go through the education system, we would hope that they would become, you know, substantial taxpayers. You know what I'm saying? But if we have or we have a sense of understanding that we've allowed the system to create its own kind of um, its own accountability system where they have just decided that certain kids will just always be low, below basic below below and that's where they'll stay and I just want to tell you that's not how it goes because it's just somewhere in there where the children didn't get the lesson. And instead of these teachers moving on and leaving your child behind, it's time for parents to understand that they need to understand that we have the level of technology and resources out there to help really empower our youth and connect them with real people who have the ability to have real outcomes, measurable goals, things that you can monitor. You know what I'm saying? Because grades are just so irrelevant because grades don't really demonstrate if you learned the lesson or if you didn't. And they are so irrelevant because people can give grades based on if they like you or not. Because these people don't use any testing data that demonstrates the maintenance of effort of how they're using the money. 
and how they're creating equal access to all children. That's just something that's not happening here in the state of Nevada. And I think that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to do the podcast. I have to empower people who are like-minded, like myself, who wonder how children get to the 11th grade and who are so credit deficient, it doesn't seem like they're going to graduate. But guess what? Nevada handled that stuff here. Here in Nevada, if it doesn't look like you're going to graduate, you can apply for the adult diploma. Now, I don't know how that really works, but they have an adult diploma. They have an alternative diploma. They have five different types of diplomas. That means that nobody ever loses their job here. That means that people just float around and do whatever they do and and basically provide services to who they choose. That there's no accountability here. That certain people just don't have access. And for whatever reason, I cannot believe. I, you know, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it, truly. It's unacceptable that as an individual who lives in Henderson, I'm a resident, and as a citizen in America, I don't have the ability to question the superintendent, Jara, you know, or even establish an opportunity to have a conversation. We could have a conversation, or he could participate in one of these Zoom calls that I could uh, actually ask questions, because even if you ask questions, you get no response. You see, these people feel that they don't have to respond to the general public, but they can take the general public's money. You see that? And public schools are financed with the public tax dollars. And since I've been here, I heard, what was it, Smokey Robinson talking about the education system and how poor it was here. And I think I even heard Stevie Wonder saying something about it. But guess what? They're just recording artists. They are gifted, talented people who who pay taxes and should be concerned as to the lack of maintenance of the investment in the tax dollars that they pay. I mean, because they really pay some tax dollars, but everybody doesn't pay the same amount in taxes. So, you know, it's an unequal kind of thing because if you really see how the taxation system works, it works for people who work it. Like your current president, 45, he only paid $750 in taxes and he followed all the rules. And and I heard the people in the morning show on the Washington Journal say, well, if he followed the rules, as long as he followed the rules, that's, you know, that's the process. And everybody needs to understand. And if if you could do it, too, if you wanted to. And that's so true because you could. And what else you could do, too, if you wanted to, is use what they're saying is wrong with your children, that they have some kind of behavioral issues, and force them to do the evaluations that would determine the type of support needed to help your child progress. See, that's why I said that you don't understand when people say you have a disability. That's fine. We can accept that. Now you need to tell me, how is it that you're going to support my child and give him an opportunity to benefit with his disability or whatever, 
or the way he learns differently. Because that's all children learn differently. No two children are the same. And it just amazes me how these folks got education wrapped up in minutes. So here, if you're in school in so many minutes, then that's how you're demonstrating that you are going to be successful, you know. But if you're short minutes, you know, they can uh, really do something. But then, you know, they can stop you from attending programs too, you know, like suspend you or whatever. Or, or I, you know what? These people have programs for behavior that don't have any academic, you know, requirements. And that just amazes me because that's separate and unequal. You know what I'm saying? It's separate and unequal. So the behavior program, it could be a behavior program that brings some support to child. But it's supposed to support, it's supposed to enable them to participate in the system so that they can get their, you know, curriculum handled. You know what I'm saying? So that they can meet the objectives of first, second, third, fourth. And I realized that these were people here, perhaps that they were doing some criminal activity when I heard the man said that he took a person in the harbor program as young as six years old and at six years old a child is still a child and a child has a right to learn and under child find there's a segment of the law that says child c-h-i-l-d f-i-n-d and you know there's some actual legal United States federal regulations that demonstrates what states have to do under a child fine. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe it, but there is just a process established in education that is built on foundational skills. You know what I'm saying? So if children are all learning... And we're measuring what they're learning. So we know, like, when they're getting behind. But no, not these people. What these people do here, I don't know what they're doing. I'm trying to understand what they're doing. Because, you know, they have accelerated programs where people can go through accelerated schools. And do their all their little credit stuff. But, you know, if that's the case, then why have... Why have regular schools? Why have regular programs? I mean, I'm just trying to understand. And they have legislation that's written by legislators. And then they have the flow chart of how the education system is supposed to flow. I mean, it's a flow chart. I was kind of surprised to see a flow chart. But, you know, hey, what can I say? I'm only human. And I'm an American citizen. But I thought that perhaps in America that education was education in all of the states in America. And then I found out that perhaps the education wasn't education in all of the states in America because some states 
didn't want to educate all people. And some states don't have to. I mean, you know, what you have to understand is, is that the offer of public education only goes as far as the participation in your services. Did I make sense? Meaning that if you have a child that has a behavior problem that's enrolled in a behavior program and they don't have any academic content, now the law requires that they should have some, but if you as a parent agreed to that, then that's all they're getting. And, (coughs) excuse me, if you don't try to negotiate for more, then guess what? You are not going to get any more. So it's really difficult to see how so many people do not know what grade level their children are, actually have the ability to attain or where they're actually at. Because until I knew where my son was, we couldn't go any further. And that's just real. And so, but he passed the high school exit exam in the eighth grade, like he was supposed to. And um, he passed the ninth grade algebra proficiency exam. I mean, you know, he just, he just was engaged in the learning process. And curriculum doesn't make education happen, and neither do letter grades. Unless you have some evaluation tools that would demonstrate how your child is being supported just because the offer of curriculum, you know, grade level curriculum, it really just depends on, you know, if your your child's an A student and is scoring excellent or your child is an F student and is still being promoted because that's what you need to concern yourself with. We are allow- we've allowed them to create a system in which our children are not benefiting. And we don't know what to do. And then we act as if special education is something that is so negative. And it is not. It gives you the resources and the tools necessary to save your child. And if your child's not making it, well, guess what? You can have different types of assessments to determine what additional support they need to make it. And pretty soon you'll understand that the it's not a game anymore. It becomes a real job. I mean, you just show up and they show up too. And as long as you're showing up, they show up. And as long as you don't accept a letter grade of F, then we are all moving towards the same page. And I'm here to Empower parents. Ask me questions. If your child's failing, you need to understand. And if your child's getting a C, you need to understand. I mean, you need to understand that our children go and grow as far as our imaginations will allow them to go and grow. But children who are struggling... And if it's all about behavioral and non-behavioral norms, then we need to understand why the behaviors are out there 
And because there's all kinds of things that we can do to encourage children to transition to the next step so that they can learn. Because life is all about learning. And just like your children learn to operate the VCR at home or the computer at home, well, they can learn to have constructive criticism or constructive conversation and engaging dialogue in a classroom with their peers and learn how to accomplish their goals. But if we're not talking about all children making progress and we're not talking about how all children learn and you're not sharing with me how many children are not meeting grade level proficiency and I don't have the ability to understand why so few African-American children in poverty are participating in the educational programs that would benefit them. And what I really don't understand is how Nevada had an opportunity to open up behavioral schools with no academic resources or curriculum that would be aligned to those children. Because quite frankly... That logic says you're creating your own harvest, criminals. Because people who cannot communicate can truly not benefit. And that's just real. And so, once again, here we are. And this is what? 2020? It's not 1964. It's not 1969. It's not 1970. This is not 1976, the year I graduated from high school. What we're really talking about here is chaos. Because America has allowed states to have the authority over creating the opportunity and the one and only opportunity that you will have as an American citizen to have a quality life. And the states have basically uh, fluffed it off. So if there's 80% of African-American children who are not scoring at or above the 50th percentile in any one school, it's a problem. Because we're paying people's salaries just to teach so children can get above the 50th percentile for reading the math. And if children are being allowed to remain in programs and there's no accountability for the monitoring of the performance of the investment that we're investing in. You mean, this is a universal thing here. And this is why parents have to change their mindset. Because truly, we all as American citizens have to understand. Truly, it's out of many, there is just one. Because if we don't stand up for all of us, then none of us will survive. (coughs) I mean, you know, 
You have to understand the concept of the United States Air Force, the military. I mean, the concept that, you know, people would join and put their lives on the line. They go fight battles for whatever America stands for. And how many people have died for this country to come back and understand that there's no value in the public service sector that we fought for the right to remain free as Americans. And quite frankly, you know, I hear people talking about, oh, you know, like, I don't get it. I get it. But they don't get what we're consistently investing in America is our children. And if our children are not being able to participate because they are being limited and oppressed by unfamiliar norms to them. Because, you know, we have to realize that there are single parents and that the welfare system really started off probably in a wonderful way. And it was at first providing support services for families. And it was providing that level of, you know, support. But then you can't, it can't do it all. Because it never transitioned, it never empowered anybody out of the out of the sector, kind of like. It didn't help people get off of this system. No, it didn't. And then you have a public education system where children are not basically learning. And so within the eighth grade, they're leaving some are leaving school at the eighth grade level, but others are, I mean, you know, all this young teenage pregnancy and there's so many other things that are going on in our communities because we don't have enough people who have values and care about the sustainable options and that programs really work when they're out there and we're funding them because we have a nation that's full of small businesses that basically the taxpayer sustains. I mean, you know, come on now. You got to understand how the system really works. But if you're not working the system, then don't worry. It's not working for you. And But public education and empowering yourself and understanding where you stand in America, you stand where you have to learn that it's just you. And it's always just going to be you. And even if you don't know, you still have a responsibility to know. And so... When you have children, it is important that they are learning. And it is important that even if they are not learning, that you're learning, that you have to help them learn how to learn. And that if somebody's getting paid a salary, then that is their job to understand how they bring educational support and services to you as a citizen. And so as we have community people who have generationally just not been engaged in the oversight process. So here in Nevada, I can understand they're a little intimidated that I would like to come and understand what they're doing. And then when I really realized what they're doing, I said, well, I'm sorry. They still have an obligation to the federal obligation to the children who are generating the dollars. And who are they intentionally underfunding larger schools so that they could surplant services for children who are not generating the money in the rural schools? And instead of them applying for the rural schools grant, and that's just so much more work that they probably wouldn't know how to do. And that's just real.
So I'm coming close to the end of my 30 minutes because you get 30 minutes on Anchor. And I would like to say that go back through the videos or the audios. And then I have videos on YouTube. That's Darlene Anderson, whatever. I'm on YouTube. But then I am on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. But really it's my YouTube channel that has a historical perspective of all the board meetings that I've gone to for so many years, so many years. But... We all have to understand that it doesn't matter when we get started. We do have to get started. As Even if you don't have children, you have a responsibility if you're a taxpayer to ensure that access happens for all children. As that's our future generations in America. So, until we meet again, until I get back on, maybe I'll get back on and do another one in about half an hour or so. I have so much to say, but it really is about engaging with you as community and hoping that you become empowered too to do what it is you need to do because we do need to save America. So, this is Darlene Anderson. I'm signing off right now. Like, subscribe, and follow me on Anchor.